Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you for tuning into episode 50 of the Everything Podcast. This podcast has been a joy and a pleasure to do when I have the content to do it. Originally, I had a set schedule, and I have not been able recently to keep up with that schedule, but I thank you for those of you who have remained and continue to press on. You are all my diamonds that I have smashed from coal. If you're still around, just know that I love and appreciate you. This is episode 50, officially. I'm glad to be doing it, and I just wanted to say thank you to you all who have been supporting from the beginning, and those of you who have been supporting, not from the beginning, those who are supporting in any way. Thank you. I appreciate you. And let's get on with the show. This is the Everything Podcast, the most non-PC podcast of the PC era. Hey, Lou, would you kindly drop a bomb on him? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Podcast, episode 50. 50 official episodes in the books. Uh, I said I wasn't going to do a big celebratory show because 50 is... I'd rather do 100. It's just, it's a, I like that number. But I feel like 50 is a, a, a bit of an accomplishment for me, so I'm taking a little bit of pride in saying 50. 50 is a good number. When you were a kid and you got a $20 bill for your birthday, you were like, oh, 20. When you got a 50, you were like, god damn. So 50, 50 episodes. Um, I Obviously, there are more shows on the Podbean account, but those are bumpers and other things that I kind of was experimenting with i didn't officially count those as episodes because i didn't want to pad my episodes uh for instance record something for three minutes and call it an episode just to get my numbers up i didn't want to do that so this is officially episode 50 i don't know have i said that yet already have i said this is the 50th episode yet i'm not sure this is episode 50 of the everything podcast so ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining me once again by the way usually before all that rambling i'd like to tell you who i am well if you don't know, I'm Dominican Lou, a.k.a. Lou from the BX, Louis Balboa, the loose cannon of podcasting, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, and I am here today on the 12th of September on the eve, on the crux of the J1Con weekend. Yes, I told you. I've been telling you, and you haven't been paying attention, and you haven't been listening, you fucking up. This is what I've been telling you, everybody's been telling you, everybody in the network's been trying to let you know. J1Con's coming, J1Con's coming, well guess what, J1Con is here, and it is this weekend, so this weekend, I will be taking the show on the road to Atlantic City, we will be doing an, a live podcast with multiple podcasts at J1Con, how fucking awesome is that, we're going to be doing a lot of different things, um, just to keep you guys up to date. I'm going to be very uh, vocal this weekend on social media. You will, if you have Periscope, um, here's the thing. I, I wanted to use Periscope, but I don't want people to just have to want to download an app just to 
try to keep up with me. I know for the most part, Instagram is where everything is popping. So I think what I'm just going to do is go live on Instagram a lot because from Instagram, I can share it directly to Facebook and that kills two birds with one stone and it also shoots it over to Twitter. So I think for the most part, what I'll be doing is going live on Instagram and keeping you guys informed of what's going on on the show. I will also be recording another podcast sometime during this weekend i'll be recording a show and it's going to be on the road it's probably going to be at j1con most likely while i'm in there fucking around and doing whatever it is i'm going to be doing and for that i will be using the bumpers fm app but don't worry you do not need to download bumpers fm unless you want an immediate notification that the show's up you can download it but bumpers will go directly to itunes And if you're subscribed on iTunes and following me there, you'll get it directly that way. And also, I'll push it on, you know, I'll push it and let you guys know it's out. And I'll put the link up on, uh, I will put the link up so you can go directly to it if that's what you want to do. But I'm going to try to keep it simple. I don't want to have people download a bunch of apps. And, you know, I was going to use Periscope because I do enjoy using Periscope. I still might use Periscope just for my own devices. Like, I just will go live on Periscope on my own. Just because I like that um, platform. But you guys don't have to download it. And you won't really miss anything show related from Periscope. But I'm definitely going to be utilizing that. So J1Con is here. It has arrived. It is here. It's happening. Mother Nature will not stop us. Well, hopefully not. And as of right now, 1.17 p.m. on the 12th, everything looks to be, um, everything looks to be going the way it's supposed to. So, um, if you don't know, there is a gigantic storm heading towards the Carolinas. So we have some friends in our network that are in that area, the code show, and we hope and pray that you guys are not badly affected by this storm. We hope that you guys, most importantly, that you guys are safe and your, your things are safe and your families and friends are safe. That's the most important thing. If you guys, if they, if they make it to J1 con, that's a bonus, but in all in all seriousness, this storm is looking to be a very serious storm, like a history-making storm. So anyone in the Carolinas, you need you know evacuate, get out of there, take care and priority of your life and family and your your belongings. The first thing. So just uh, shout outs and love and respect to everybody in North Carolina, because um, we're hope I'm hoping the storm is not. It kind of slows down, but it, it's looking to be really bad. So just take precautions and. Um, you know, just stay safe out there and, and, and be prepared. So, again, guys, I didn't want to take that turn, but I, I felt it was appropriate to go there. J1 Con is this weekend, so if you can make it, if you want to keep up online, you know where to follow me. You know where to follow all the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You guys, again, if you'd like to download Periscope, follow me there also. Lou from the BX, same as my Twitter. And uh, you'll be right there with me at J1 Con if you can't make it yourself. So, today... I've got a few things to talk about. I'm going to be debuting a new segment today. I have a special guest who is going to be joining me on this podcast. And we're just going to talk some shit. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me. This is episode 50 of the Everything Podcast. I hope that for the last 50 episodes I was able to at least make you smile and entertain you in some fashion. And make you think and make you feel some kind of way. If whether you agree or disagree with my crazy-ass views and my opinions, 
just know that they're, that's what they're here for, their opinions. I'm here to learn. I'm here to teach. I'm here to, you know, it's all it's all one thing. I, I, I want to constantly learn every day and uh, learn and grow. That's That's the name of the game. So let's get it on, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start this show. there we can just keep the party going they said okay they went up to the room and then when they got up there they were having drinks and whatever and then he allegedly said can i masturbate in front of both of you and i don't know if they said yes or no or begrudgingly said sure or whatever and dude whooped out his dick and started jerking off in front of the two of them and <laughs> so i don't mean to laugh i'm sorry um and I don't know what happened. Supposedly, he was blocking the door. Um, none of us were in that room, so we really don't know what happened. But I'm not saying that they're lying. I'm not saying that he's lying or whatever. But we weren't there. So, that's all I know. He went in there. He started jacking off in front of both of them after he asked permission. Uh, supposedly, he was blocking the door so they couldn't get out. The two the, I, I, Okay, so that happened. And then another woman came forward and said that um, she was on the phone with him and he was jerking off on the phone while talking to her. So this kind of lewd behavior led to supposedly these two women being blackballed from the comedy scene because they started telling people what happened and Louis Powerful and um, whether him or his agent decided to squelch their careers. Um... I don't know the details of that, if that happened, or, um, you know, they say that that's basically the deal, that they, he basically ruined their lives with this whole situation, and that was about nine months ago, so recently, as of, I think, two weeks ago, um, the comedy store, or the comedy seller, I don't remember which one in New York, I think it's the comedy store, uh, they were having their usual shenanigans you know they have comedians there comedians walk in there all the time and depending on how big or 
famous the comedian is they'll get plugged right in they'll do a 15 minute set if they want or a little longer and then they get the fuck out of there that's what comedians do comedians go you know they go to these places before you see them on netflix or before you see them on a big tour like if you pay to go see them at a theater or something they go to these comedy clubs and they ply their craft and they work on material they got an idea in their head of what they want to do they just go and you know, you pay a couple bucks, you go to these clubs, you have a couple drinks, and you see these comedians. You're not seeing a full-fledged show, which I don't think a lot of people understand. You're seeing a comedian trying to work out some shit and, and try to make something and try to build something. Or maybe you're just seeing a comedian who fucking, he wants to have fun. He's just coming out and he wants to do 10, 15 minutes. That's what they do. So, again, the comedy store was, you know, it was popping. I think it was like a Friday night or something. It was late. And, uh... Louis C.K. just walked into the comedy store. And the person running that establishment saw fit to throw him up on stage. He said, I guess Louis said, hey, can I do, you know, can I do 10, 15 minutes? The guy was like, of course. Let him in. He walked on stage. And uh, from what I understand, he got a standing ovation when he got on stage from all the people at the establishment. And he did a set. Um, I was hoping to get video or some somebody record this and put it online so that I could see it. But as of yet, I haven't seen that. But um, he went out. He did a 15 minutes. And again, supposedly, from what I understand, he got a standing O from the crowd. They were cheering for him to welcome back and all these things. Um, really, there was no negative reception about it. And he did a set and he bounced. Um then news got out that he was um, allowed to perform comedy. And the fucking internet lost its mind. Especially Twitter. Because nowadays Twitter is where people go to voice their uh, stupid fucking opinion. Their totalitarian thoughts and views that everyone needs to conform with. Or otherwise you're going to be shunned and shamed uh you know twitter used to be fun but i digress so twitter lost its mind and it was everything from uh he's a sexual predator and he should not be allowed to do comedy anywhere and the people should have got up and um these people should have gotten up and protested and shamed him and they he shouldn't have been allowed on stage and he should not have any kind of career. Okay. <clears throat> so here's my thing. At, okay. So obviously we're in the Me Too spectrum of things where at any given moment... Um, I shouldn't say it like that because I, and Me Too is not a bad thing. It's not. A lot of people are starting to, 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 to you know, it's becoming a joke now. The whole Me Too movement, it's becoming a joke. And it's, it's not a bad thing. If a woman has been, you know, sexually assaulted or sexually shamed or something terrible happened to her because of someone in power who took advantage of the situation and fucking, you know, they whether it's rape or, you know, Things of that nature, like the Weinstein thing, where he's fucking banging chicks, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not very 
articulate here, but uh, banging chicks and fucking raping women and forcing these women into positions where they had to service him in order to continue their careers, that fucking for sure, that guy needs to be eliminated, he needs to pay for his crimes, he needs to be prosecuted, he needs to go to fucking, should be go to jail, it's rape, rapists go to jail, that's bottom line. So, you know, a, a lot of people are kind of trying to take Me Too and, and, and turn it into whatever. But Me Too is not a bad thing. Um, but, again, we have to figure out the rules here. Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, Louis lost when this whole thing came about. Louis lost his deal with Fox which is his TV show that he had on uh, the freaking Fox HD channel, the FX channel. Um, he lost his TV show. He lost his movie that was supposed to come out, which was looks really gross now. You can actually still uh, go on YouTube and um, look at the trailer for this movie. It's it's now with all this coming about, it's just like you, you feel gross looking at it. Um, I think it's called I Love You Daddy or something like that. It's just gross. Um he lost his movie, he lost his TV show, uh, he was, his, he was being, he had the backing of the largest, um, like, there's like a comedy, uh, damn it, I, why, why do I do these podcasts when I, like, can't talk, it's annoying, um, he had a, he was under the umbrella of CAA, uh, it's, uh, it's like a, company that supports um movie stars comedians musicians whatever um so like the, the biggest company that there is and they dropped him um everybody dropped him everybody was like nope don't want any part of this shit and he got dropped and he lost millions he lost a lot of money and uh his career definitely took a hit netflix took oh netflix dropped him also they took his specials off of um their platform you can't see his stand-up specials on there anymore um, so he's using that revenue. He's lost money from that contract that they gave him. And, uh, again, we have to figure out, you know, what's the proper punishment, who doles out these punishments, and when is it, like, acceptable to, like, go back to fucking work? Because... I've seen a lot of people screaming, oh, well, Louis C.K. ruined these women's careers and he shouldn't be allowed to have a career because they weren't allowed to have a career. Okay, listen. First of all, who fucking said that these women couldn't have a career anymore? I I don't even know their names and maybe that's due to my ignorance, but have any of you, do any of you know their fucking names? Do any of you have their comedy material? Have you gone out and gotten their stand-up sets? Do you have their CDs? Are you following them on fucking Facebook and supporting them and spreading their comedy? No, you're not. Because I would have seen it. Because I'm Mr. Fucking Internet. I look at everything. I have no fucking clue who these two women are. I don't know their names. I don't care to know their names. Because I just don't. I don't have the fucking time. So, again, did he ruin their careers were they some kind of huge... Were they the next, like, fucking... I don't know, like, the next Lisa Lampanelli's, the next Kathy Griffin's? They, were they the next, like, big thing? The next freaking 
giant female comedians? Did we miss the boat on them because Louis C.K. fucking jerked off in a hotel room and ended their careers? Or, or maybe they just not funny and their careers didn't go anywhere because they're fucking not funny. That's a possibility. Again, I don't know because I don't know who they are. I saw their names. I saw one of the, you know, I saw one of them speaking out or whatever when this whole thing happened and they they interviewed her. I honestly can't remember her name and I'm sorry if that offends anybody that I don't know this these women or I don't know their names or whatever. My bad. I should have done the research, but again, if there's one thing about this podcast that I can tell you is that zero fucking research is done and zero fucks are given. So, again, did Louis ruin their careers or did they suck as comedians and their careers never went anywhere further than where they went okay so is it his fault is it their fault whose fault is it and who is it that doles out the punishment for that at what at what cost does it come at louis career go you know like who dictates how long he's not allowed to perform comedy who dictates where he's allowed to have a show it, where he's allowed to do stand-up is he allowed to do specials anymore who dictates that the twitter because fuck that i refuse to have my life dictated by these fucking twitter trolls who have nothing better to do than to just jump on the latest hashtag and go oh there, 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 me too and again i'm not making fun of me too i'm saying i'm literally using the words me too like they're they want attention not that i'm dissing the me too movement that's not what i'm doing i have six sisters bro um six sisters did i just say i have six sisters i have three sisters and there's six of us all together i'm i'm losing my mind slowly again not disrespecting the me too movement but it's just like twitter should not be allowed to dictate people's careers now these racists and these fucking people who are caught on camera doing shit like that's the difference there's a lot of people who have been destroyed on twitter like Schlossberg, who I talked about on a previous podcast, the racist attorney uh, who was shamed into oblivion for being a racist fucking cuck. And he deserved that shit. And it was on video more than once. We all got to see it. It happened. So he got his just desserts. Now, this situation happened in a hotel. There's no video. There's no. It's he said, she said. Louis admitted to wrongdoing. But he did not admit to squelching anyone's careers. Now, whether the he's lying or whether his agent decided to do that either on his own or at Louis' behest, I don't know. If these women feel like they were sexually assaulted or if they were even, even uh, what's that shit, uh, lewd behavior or indecent exposure, hey, take Louis to fucking court. Sue his ass. Get some money. Try to ruin his fucking career. Take his ass to court. The fuck? Like, do something. Take him to court and get him fucking... Get him get him the fuck out of here. But this... This this Twitter... Internet trying to ruin a career through social media is... Fuck that. I'm not with that shit. I'm with it... When it comes to people who... There's given proof... Again, like, video evidence... You see that shit, you know it happened, get them. Like, that's it. If you fucking see it happen, it happened, and you, it's right there on fucking in black and white, 
and I can see it, I then I'll shame the shit out of somebody. But I, I you have to fucking judge jury and executioner on he said she said. That's not no. That's not gonna work. That shit. It's not. It's not fair. It's not. Men, men, men lie, but so do women. Everybody lies. So my point here is, is we got to be very fucking careful with with this thing. And again, for whatever happened, Louis lost a lot. He lost a lot of fucking money. He lost a lot of respect. He lost a lot of friends. He lost a lot of a, a lot of shit for this happening. Whether these women gained. I don't know, but it, it was it's nine months it's not even a year that he's been away. He decided to walk into a comedy store and do fifteen minutes. He probably wasn't even paid because they it's just he just you just go in there and do that they what are they gonna give him fucking forty five bucks does he really need forty five bucks maybe he does I don't know, but as far as I know he just walks somebody like that just walks in there and they get put on and they do fifteen minutes. So, should he not be allowed to do that anymore? Should he not be allowed to do comedy? Should he just be fucking erased from existence? You want to snap your fucking fingers and make him disappear? Is that the solution? Or can we sit down and discuss this thing and figure out, you know, what's the truth, what's a lie? uh, And let's fucking resolve these things. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. But, I'll tell you this much. I will not allow fucking Twitter to 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 be the end all be all of judgment and 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 no fuck that it's 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 not fair because there's too many Twitter trolls and there's too many people with their own agendas and uh, no it's just not right and that's all I got to say about that now let's get into another white boy actually it's a couple white boys. Who, it's funny, we have these two Anglo-Americans here involved in a, one would say, uh, a, a genre of music that was started by African-American, Latinos, etc., etc. Um, this is a really bad way to start this, because it's not really where I wanted to go with it, but... Um, let's talk about Eminem and, and MGK. So, Eminem released an album called Kamikaze last week. And in that album, he basically, he wrote this album out of anger. He actually tweeted, well, his account tweeted, because he does not tweet. Um, his account tweeted out, I didn't think too hard about this one. And then he just posted a link to the album. I think it was on iTunes or... Spotify, I don't remember which one, I think it was iTunes, and it's like, holy shit, he's got an album out, so I jumped on that, I was actually off that night, and I didn't have to work in the morning, so I figured, oh, let me listen to this shit right now, and I gotta tell you, it it was hot fucking fire, it was hot fire, and I heard some names being dropped in there, but I didn't sit there and pay too much mind to the beef, until the next day when everybody was losing their fucking mind all over the place about this album. Now, it's funny because I lately have kind of fell off on hip-hop. I'm, I'm still, you know, you always want to keep your ear to the street and shit. And keep your ear to the ground and know what's hot and what's popping. I like to think of myself as a 
open-minded individual. I mean, if it's not hot garbage, I'll listen to it at least just to try to see where, you know, the culture's at. Um, I do like some of the new stuff, but I'm, my generation is 80s, 90s, 2000s even. Um, even though when 2000s were here, I thought it was all trash. And I, I was just like, this is shit compared to 90s. But I got a little older, and now I find myself a little bit um, nostalgic for some of those 2000, year 2000 hip-hop songs. Those big, loud, uh, <laughs> ditty beats. Um, anyway, so, but lately... Again, I like to keep my ear to the street and shit. I like to stay in, stay involved in hip hop, but I've been listening lately to a lot, um, a lot more rock, reggae. Um, I've been listening to more of that at work, and I've kind of strayed away from hip hop. And then this album came out, and I was start. I was listening to it, and it made me kind of realize how talented Eminem is. So, not kind of realized. I mean, I knew, but I just kind of forgot. Is better. It's, I, sh- I should have said I remembered how how good he was with the tongue twisting lyrics and just the metaphors and the words that he puts together. So I listened to the whole album. Then I listened to it again. Um, and then I went to bed. And then the next day, I listened to it a couple more times. And I really liked the album a lot. Aside from maybe one or two songs that I didn't really care for too much. I like the album a lot. It's uh it's much better than anything I've heard him spit in a while. I'm not a big fan of any of the radio songs that he did. And this album was basically a rebuttal to his last album. He's re- he's doing rebuttals to himself. Uh that Relapse album, I believe it's called Relapse. It was not good and it was not received well. And it uh, it's definitely a black mark on his career. So this album is in retaliation to that and all the criticism of it and just everything together. So I enjoyed the hell out of this album. So the next day after it came out, everybody's wondering who's going to respond. Is Joe Budden going to respond? Is like, who's going to come out and, and go at Eminem first because he's dropping all these names. And uh, it turns out the first person to respond is Machine Gun Kelly, MGK. Now, Eminem famously, during that relapse rollout, he put out a song called Rap God, which kind of blew everybody's mind. Blew my mind, but when I listen to it now, I I can tell that that song was old. That was an old song that he wrote, and he kind of pepped it up a little bit, and put it out because if you listen to it and the things that he's talking about, they're not even relatable to what was going on at the time. Like talking about the Ray J um, and Fabulous Beef, that shit was like two years prior to that song even coming out. Like, what the fuck are you talking about that now for? So it's kind of like a little suspect, but still the song bang, the song bangs and shit. The beats hot, the the wordplay and everything. It's, it's it's not the point when the song came out. It's just you know, it is it, the song's hot, but. Um, so he put that song out. It was phenomenal. It's called Rap God. He got a lot of flack for using that phrase. So MGK responded to Eminem and he made a song called Rap Devil. And he even says in the song, fuck being a rap god, I'm the rap devil. Um, and I'm not going to get too much into the beef and what happened because that's not really what I'm here for. Because I could care less. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly 
is trash. He's not... He's. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that he's trash. I don't care for his music. I really don't. I, I, don't, I don't care for his music. He's talented. I just went from saying he's trash to he's talented. So I don't make any sense. And who am I to judge anybody? Let's just say this. Let's say that his music is not for me. Okay? I listen to a few songs. It's not for me. I'm sure he's very talented. You know, if I gave him a chance, I'd probably like some of his stuff. But I, I, I tried some stuff and I didn't like it. Although I did like the Rap Devil song. That shit does bang. And I listened to it a few times. And it's a banger. And people who are saying it's not a banger, they, they need to chill with that. Because it, it give them his props. Come on. Come on, son. I know you're listening. And you know I'm talking to you. <laughs> Eminem, uh, Eminem gets it in. But MGK definitely, he, he has some bars on that song. Alright. And we'll just leave it at that. But, what I wanted to talk about was... Eminem being on everyone's GOAT list. Um, he's not in my top five. I'm not going to give you my top five because I'm not doing that. I, I already told you guys I don't like doing that shit on this show. Because it gets stupid. It, it really does. But dude is not in my top five rappers. And that's not being said with any disrespect. It's just that when Eminem first came out. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with this dude. Because when he first dropped with the My Name Is, and I, I hated that fucking song. I was like, what is this shit? This guy's not going to last. Fuck out of here with this dumb shit. My name is, my name is, my name is Slim Shady. I, I just fucking, at that point, I was not a fan of songs like that because I kind of felt like they kind of, you know, not really make fun of hip-hop but it's just kind of like kind of making clown music and i don't feel like hip-hop was about that clown shit like i want fucking grimy hard-hitting hip-hop that's that's where i was at back when that song came out then the album dropped and i heard guilty conscience with dre and i was like all right this dude he's 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 as crazy with it he could rap Dre's in this shit with him. This song's hot. I took I took a listen to the album and I and I I did enjoy the album, but it had to grow on me because it was really different. It, you know, there's not a lot of people unless you listen to like Necro. You know, you're not really hearing people <laughs> talk the shit that he talks. Um, especially the Slim Shady LP with the, that first track, "Kill You." As soon as you heard that song. He was he was going nuts with the chainsaw sound effects and talking about raping his own mother and that's just not hip hop and 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 at the time that's what I was that's really was my mentality on Eminem I was like yo this shit's not hip hop like this nigga's talking about taking Vicodins and fucking fucking faggots in the ass and uh like what the what is this shit what the fuck am I listening to bro and I couldn't fuck with him like on some songs. He'd come with bars, and then on other songs, he'll talk that weird shit, and I just couldn't, I couldn't figure out a place. Then he started doing side projects, like he started doing, he started jumping on people's albums. Uh, most noticeably, he did a song with Method Man and Royce the Five Nine on a DJ Clue album. That's just fucking, I love that song. It's called What the Beat. The song is dope. The song is fire. And when he does shit like that, and when he just comes with bars, I get excited. 
so it's kind of like I got love hate with this dude. And as his career progressed, you know, I kind of fell off on his albums because I, I just I paid attention to him. But again, his albums for me are are I can't. It's like you want hip hop to be more personal, but not that fucking personal. Like he takes shit to another place where I just I don't know. It just it's I like some of his songs and I can't fuck with others. But again, I, not everything is for everybody. So it, it's funny that it just took two white boys beefing to kind of make me fall back in love with hip hop. Because for the last week or so, I've been doing nothing but bumping hip hop, pulling the old joints out of the fucking, pulling all shit out of the trunk, and uh, you know, getting back into my fucking hip hop groove. Just in time for J One Con, by the way. Um, but again, I, I, like he's not in my top five, and all due respect to him, because because even when he got he was he got Slaughterhouse, I was expecting really big things from that Slaughterhouse album on Shady Records. It didn't pan out, because um, Slaughterhouse as a group is fucking. I don't think that they can be touched in any way, shape, or form. And I'm really not happy about how that whole thing turned out. And I know I'm not the only one. But, again, what can you do? These are all grown men. They're all going to do what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, I was expecting big things. Especially after that BET Cypher that they did with Eminem. I just, hearing Eminem spit like that got me really excited about where hip-hop was going to go. And then it didn't go anywhere. So... Then he started doing these fucking songs with Rihanna and, and whatever. And, hey, bro, yo, go get that bag, bro. Don't, don't, you know. Listen, you can either make money or you can have integrity. I, I really don't think it's, well, I, I mean, I'm sure you can, but it's not easy to, to do both. Um, I, I mean, and not anything at that level is going to be easy, but you can either, if you want to make really good money, you sell out. And if you want to take the long road and keep your integrity and you'll make money eventually but um whatever bro he he did he he's gonna do what he's gonna do and um millions of people adore this guy so what the fuck does it matter what one lowly podcast and delray beach thinks about eminem and his musical choices but again to wrap this kind of thing up in a bow uh this beef all it really did to be honest with you is make me realize one thing and that one thing is that big punisher is the greatest fucking rapper of all time and if you don't think so then you need to get your head examined big pun is the fucking goat i don't want to do a top five but big pun is the number one Listen to any fucking record that Pun is on, and he shits on every single verse that he's on. His debut album, Capital Punishment, is one of the greatest, not only one of the greatest debuts for any kind of artist. Name me any other fucking rap album, any other debut country rock whatever name me any other album that is as good track for track as that fucking capital punishment album is show me any album that good any album 
Show me any album that good. I think you're going to be hard-pressed if it's going to take you a minute to find an album that fucking fire that you can compare to Capital Punishment. Yeah, baby. At first, when it came out, because of his death and everything, it, it, it kind of overshadowed the album. But years later, after listening to that album, that's one of my favorite albums. Pun's wordplay, his the craftsmanship that he put into his bars... The way he put schemes together, the way he would competitive competitively battle other rappers when he was on their tracks or when they were on his tracks, his essence and his love for hip hop showed through in every single bar that he spit. That man lived and breathed hip hop for the short time that he was here. He represented Boricuas, the Bronx. The Latin culture, the black culture, he represented that shit fucking fully, 100%. And there isn't any... If he was still alive, I don't even know... I don't even think hip-hop would look the way it looks right now if Pun was still alive. I really don't think it would. It would look completely different just because of him. So, again, thank you Eminem and MGK. Because you guys have made me realize how good big punisher is because i once i got back in my fucking hip-hop bag i started listening to eminem tracks and then from eminem tracks i went back to my fucking slaughterhouse tracks and then from slaughterhouse i went back to the locks and then from the locks i i I rolled down to pun and then i was like yeah let me listen to capital punishment i haven't listened to that shit in a while then i threw yeah baby in there and i just uh, i can't i can't say enough about pun He's just the fucking goat. So, without further ado, I think the perfect way to finish off this segment is by playing the Bronx Anthem. So, if you'll bear with me for four minutes, please allow Big Pun and Prospect to bring you the Bronx National Anthem. Hey yo, it's off with his head, nigga. I was born in the fucking dawn of the day. I always got 
I'm a dud, like I always got my gun Fresh out the box, oiled and cock Clock 21, what's up, I'm gonna pop I ain't gonna stop till I'm done So even call the cops, a bunch of shot niggas So I'm ride for my niggas, die for my niggas Pump fly with my niggas, so I'm high with my niggas Hold me down, watch Hey yo, it's all for this head Put that nigga to sleep and make a cough in his bed I come up from rough times when niggas bust knives I be like fuck moms and puff dimes Living on front lines and lust crimes You better trust mines, I'm down for the cause Give me a round of applause and hear the sound of the force Cause I'm a ride for my niggas Die for my niggas, puff fly with my niggas Till I'm high with my niggas What the deal, kid? Hey yo, it's off with his head Cock the leg, we decorate the crib Burgundy red Hey yo, I never front I want whatever nigga to stop Whoever wanna go to get Live with the pump I'm itching the dumb, my trigger finger fit in the jump Got the whole left side of my face twitching the stomp Cause I'ma ride for my niggas, die for my niggas Puff fly for my niggas till I'm high for my niggas Take us home done Ayo, it's all for his head He ain't really wanted so he lost it instead Pitching me rolling like Pac in the trial My style too hot to figure out Lord, please don't make me put this nigga out My trigger shout through your area code A scary explosion, click it, Larry and fold Cause I'ma ride for my niggas, die for my niggas Puff fly with my niggas during that song i don't blame you and i don't judge um so guys this next segment up here i would like to introduce formally this is going to be uh, a new segment on the show this is a uh, a segment I, I did with a friend of mine a, a colleague a co-worker someone who i respect and um you know if you listen to this show you know i say the word nigga a lot if you listen to the last four minutes you heard the word nigga a lot in that song. Now, that was obviously big pun in prospect. Um, so, I've always been conflicted about this word. I, When I started the podcast, I said I wasn't going to do it. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to offend anyone. And then this podcast turned into, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I say whatever the fuck I want to say. Um, which is how I should have done it in the beginning. But, again, I was just trying to figure out my place in this podcast world so i you know in 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 growing and 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 learning more about podcasting and becoming familiar with people and getting into a network i stumbled upon a podcast called the starting five made friends with the host dan dinkins dan dinkins i don't know why i always have trouble saying your name mayor uh that's why i call you mayor all the time um and i and i thought to myself who better who better to have on my show to discuss this than the mayor himself, Dan Dinkins? So, guys, this is a segment. It's This is a extra special giant-sized 
episode of the Everything Podcast, so it's going to go a lot longer than it usually goes. And this is a long segment because we had a lot to say on this subject. It got um, it got me thinking, and that is the main purpose of this whole thing. So I hope you enjoy it. I had fun. It was a great time. Obviously, the audio quality was uh, in a conference call, so it's a little different than the rest, sounding than the rest of the podcast. But it still sounds good. So hopefully, it's not too hard on your ears or anything like that, and you can make everything out. At one point, it gets a little sketchy. But it doesn't last long. It's like five, ten seconds of a little jumbleization of uh, audio. But uh, I think it came out excellent, and um, it was a great time. So let's go ahead and put this debut segment: conversations with the mayor. That's so dope. And welcome back to the Everything Podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce a new segment to you, upon you, for this show. Uh, I'm waiting to episode 50. We're hitting the, uh, the half-century mark here. We're going to start out with a new segment. So I'm going to go ahead and call this Discussions with the Mayor, and we're going to get into this thing here. we got a little topic we're going to discuss, and I just would like to take a second here to let my guest introduce himself, if you would. What up, y'all? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ Five. Your mom's favorite fat guy. Host of the Starting Five, owner of the Talk of My Team Network, co-owner of HHDG Media, main host of the show that you heard being advertised all over this great podcast, the Black Finity Gauntlet 2, coming in a couple weeks. What's going on, Luke? I'm chilling, bro, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We are, we are men of many names and titles, thank God. Um, everything's good here, man. Just chilling. And, uh, I thank you for coming on this platform. And I thank you, actually, while I got you on air on my show, I want to thank you, first of all, for the drop you gave me, for the advice that you've doled out to me as being a podcaster. You basically saw me on Instagram and extended your arm out immediately and gave love to the show. So I really appreciate that because there's a lot of people out there who, as you very well know, you think they are supporting and their ghost followers or they're not even really <laughs> well first and foremost you found us so i don't even know how but you know you found us you started liking you started following our stuff and then you i think you checked out maybe checked out an episode or two and it was like cool so i i always i fuck with genuine people plain and simple and it it, it would be it would behoove me to not return the love I checked out what you did. I like what you do, you know, and then and the rest is history, man. You've been on our show a number of times. This is the first time you're returning it back to where I can be on your show, you know, and, you know, again, man, we, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do, and the only thing is time will tell. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff is on the way. You know, as we already know, September 14th through the 16th is on the way. So we got a lot of work. That's going to be a great launching pad for a lot of us people who are in the in the search of more followers to what we do. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, again, man. The love is returning back, returning back as always, man. We 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 are all about genuine people over here on the Star Five and all that, man. So yeah, man. Yeah, you, you kept it real with us from you kept it real with us from day one, and we give it back. And that's yeah, why I reached say, out you know. the way I 
That's the word I reached out to you yeah. where I get to be a part of Black City, man. I, wanted, yeah, I don't, I don't deal with phonies. See, I got to tell you, I really, that's, that was a big deal for me. When I told my wife that she had her jaw drop, she's like, you're going to what? And it's like, it, 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 I still, it still seems kind of surreal to me that I'm going to be involved in this thing. And I'm like, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to be heading out to Atlantic City for yeah. J1Con. It's going to be bugged out. Well, back that's, when it's going to two. that's a story. <laughs> that's, a, that's a story within itself on how I even fell into my lap. But I can tell you the full details off air. But again, I, I'm still shout out to my man Rob, who, who you know, was gracious enough to have to, to leave this in my hands, to leave this project in my hands, and you know, he, you know, he reached out, he reached out to me at first to help co-build it, and then possibly co- and then possibly co-host it. Turned into now, I am running this show behind just the Black Trinity part. And then ultimately helping Jason with promoting it, you know, like I, I had, you know, I gotta push this one because again, there's another convention going down that shall not be named. That we got a lot of other people out there helping push them that are people of color that should be that should be all about helping J One Con get off the ground because the other convention that shall not be named, they just came into the picture in Philadelphia this year. And they knew exactly, and they knew exactly what they were doing in trying to book this the same weekend as my man's convention. They were trying to, they, 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 they you know, uh, the, those people have a new thing for trying to knock little conventions out the box. And J One Carney, something like that. And J One Carney, no little convention. My man's been at it. For seven, almost seven, about seven years now, you know, this is the first time I'm involved with it. You know, I, I've only met them about four years ago. Uh, you know, well, I met my man Jason and, and the Tribbles, I got to say, about four years ago or so now. And so I missed two of them that I know for sure, for sure. When I heard about it, I missed two of them. But now I'm involved with this one, so I, I'm, there's no missing it for the world. Because like I said, this is a big opportunity for all of us. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm already thinking, I know, it's the, first of all, it's the 13th, so it's literally one month away, and I'm, I'm already thinking, like, I haven't gone yet, I'm already thinking about next year, I'm going to get out there for Blacksmith and Gauntlet 3 and the J1 Conference. Well, that's, so. that's if, that's if, that's if, uh, we got to see how this goes before we even call it for that, because it yeah. could very well go back into my man Rob's hands, and... And back at the small venue that it first took place at. Like, where it all started is, it started at a Malvern Comics and Coffee House in uh, Philadelphia. Shout out to Ariel Johnson. So that's where the first one was. And I found, I found out about the show, about that, listening to the Tribbles. And then, uh, you know, I knew they was involved. I was just like, yo, podcast conference, podcasts of other, other black folks like us. I was like, yo, we got to go there. We got to go. We made it a point to go. That's when I started to meet these people in the in the flesh. You know, became friends with these people after after that, legitimately friends after that. You know, and it, it, it's, that one, that one conference spawned a lot. Like, I've done, I think, at least four or five shows with the Tribbles on air with them. You know, I, I, I've been to a couple of their things live. You know, I've, I've hung out with some of them, I, you know, 
Mike and, you know, I've met legit people off of, off of doing this podcasting thing, and a lot of it stemmed after the first Blackfinity. So, this one, since I was in charge, I said, why not invite the people who I've been a fans of since I started this podcasting thing? And uh, mostly everybody said yes. Yeah, man, I know I, I was immediately down. I just had to figure out the, the you know, the little intricacies of getting myself to Atlantic City, but I had the time, I had the opportunity, and it just everything fell into place. So, again, I really appreciate the, the extended hand. Uh, we're going to have a great time over there. I know that. Oh, shit. Yeah, man, listen. I, 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 what do we say all over my show, man? They, we don't need to tell everybody just yet. They'll just see the after effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll, they'll be like, damn, I should have been there. It's, it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's how it always works out. But but anyway, man, let's, enough J1. We do that. We do enough promoting it as, as is. What you got That's for me really? today? So listen, I, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into this thing. As I, I figured, I, I couldn't think of anyone else better to have this discussion with. So on my show, obviously, the Everything Podcast, the most non-PC podcast of the PC era, I speak my mind. I speak, I try to speak, for the most part, as freely as I can. Now, sometimes I struggle with my own emotions as far as, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I, I, and I try to make sure to toe the line between trying to drop knowledge without being overbearing or rude about it and trying to push my opinion, because I do try to see everybody's opinion as far as every, every uh, you know, topic goes. And, and I think a lot of people would, it would behoove them to do that themselves because a lot of people are just, and I don't want to single anyone out, but most Trumpers tend to only see what they want to see and they don't look at the other side of it. But I'm kind of sad really going back to my show and how I grew up, and I'm just going to use this phrase once, and then that's going to be end, the end of this phrase for me. So the N-word, quote-unquote the N-word, comes out of my mouth a lot. I say nigga a lot. Now, me, you have to understand where I grew up. I grew up in the Bronx, New York, on the South Bronx, on Colgate Avenue, between Westchester and Watson. That's like murder central. So where I lived, I didn't really have a lot of Hispanic friends. It was a lot of Puerto Ricans and, and Dominicans and Jamaicans and I mean it was a it was a mix. There was a lot of uh, Guyanese people also. It was a big stoop. But for the most part my friends were African American. I spoke I, I spoke very little Spanish ever and when I did it was to my moms. So as far as just hanging out with my friends and talking, I all my friends were black and the way I express myself to them the way they express themselves to me has stuck with me all this time. And as I get older, and as I continue to grow older, I have mixed, like I have, sometimes I have trepidation, I have mixed feelings about this whole word because I know as I'm getting older I need to grow and continue becoming the adult that I am. But at the same time I catch myself continuing to speak how I did when I was younger, and it, 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 it's just, I'd like to have a discussion with you about it, because I don't know how, I know when I go on your show, I rarely ever hear you guys say nigga on, on the air, and I know that's part of 
trying to create a brand and trying to become something more and grow bigger, you want to kind of not PC it up because you definitely don't do that. But we kind of try to keep things clean. So I'm kind of just spitballing here. But I don't know what your opinions are about how you handle things on air and, and how you approach using words of that fashion. Man, listen, the first time you mentioned it, what immediately, I'm going to get a lot of them out of the way right now. Rest in peace of Sean Price. But the song that came, <laughs> the song that came to mind was when Fallon Mach was singing the hook and just leads off, nigga. When you see me, they say that's that nigga. His last name should be that's that nigga. Sounds kind of nice. That's that nigga. No, I, I'm not going to continue it because I'm, 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 I, I know I know it. But at the end of the chorus, when he says, white people, please do not, uh, <laughs> white people, please do not recite this chorus. And if you do, I'll wash your mouth with Lavoris. Nigga! Oh nah, to be honest with you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I forgot. What the fuck was it called? Barbecue? I think it's called barbecue sauce. No, it wasn't. No, he says I make your mom suck mine with barbecue sauce. But anyway. Nah, um... We... We... Man, it... It comes out. I don't... We don't say it too much. Nor have I ever even really paid attention to the amount of times we say it on the show. Um, but... But it... It... it it doesn't come out too often. Now, I will say this. When we were doing what we called the Queen Tang Clan, which I was describing to my man at work, I was describing to my man at work today, the Queen Tang Clan represented everybody who was ignorant in this world. We started it off with Ben Carson, and then Trump was in there next, because if you know what Queen is, you know, we, we didn't use it for the, the historical uh, meaning and, and uh, how it was, uh, you know, it was a demeaning word in, in calling somebody a coon. But we, we didn't use it for that. We used it for this person's ignorance and its yeah. ignorance. The coon take Right. Right. If, if, if you know the negative connotation behind it, then that's what it was represented. But we didn't use it against just black folks. We added everybody. But then we then we transitioned the name into the hall of ignorance. So yeah. it, it was it was a segment that we used when we were talking about anything and everything idiotic in the world. And once again, it didn't pertain just to black folks on the show. Now I know you want to get into it a little further, but yeah, again, we use it. It doesn't come up as often as one would think, uh, but but yeah, we use it. We use it. And now, back to what you were saying about you and growing up and stuff like that, like, it comes up as, as it's, it's a part of some people's environments. Like, I just happened to, uh, I forgot the girl's name, but dude online reminded me of it last week when um, it was talking about... Uh, it was a thread going on about Action Bronson, and yeah. years ago, I think I think Action Bronson let the word nigga slide out of his mouth in a song. Most people, like I said before, reciting the uh, the Sean Price uh, chorus uh, that Fowl Monster. If you are of 
see, if you're white, you can't say it no matter what. No matter where you grew up and things of that nature, it, it, you would, even if you grew up in the hood, like an Eminem, he grew up in the hood, but he knew better. He will not even say though, that word. Right, even though he, he, he said it in his past in the song that Benzino pulled out, whatever. That was past history. Now I'll be trying to pull, if they pull that out now, he would be quote unquote canceled. You know, yeah, just yeah, we're in that yeah. cancel everybody culture. Yeah, One yeah, yeah, yeah cancel right now. Right, right. But I would say, but you as a Latino, it's, 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 it, it, it always comes off different from Latinos because at the end of it all, when you look at whether, whether you get a lot of that Latinos that don't like to represent their African side, uh, you know, a lot, Dominicans, it's, it's very, I mean, and you're half Dominican, but there's many of Dominicans out there who are blacker than me that will tell you that they're not African and they're not black. You know, look what Sammy Sosa did to himself. Sammy, but, oh my God, we need, we need to have a discussion, but, discussions with the mayor second that, one day just about Sammy Sosa. <laughs> but, but, but the point is, is like, it's, it's, not saying that the word is just a black thing, even though it was, you know, nigger, negro. It means black in Spanish. It can mean some other yeah. things in Spanish. But it, 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 it again, it kind of, it, it, it's something like my boy's walking up to my car right now, who's Puerto Rican. Says nigger all the time. But it's, it's just one of the things of where you grow up at. It's where you, what you got going on. You say what's up, Willie. You say what's up to my man, Lou. Yo, what up? What up? He got a special well, guest appearance yeah. on my boy show, too. Well, good. We was talking about the word nigga, and I was like, Al, uh, you Puerto Rican, he's Puerto Rican, Dominican, and you use the word nigga often. <laughs> you use the word nigga. It, it happens. And to me, it's, it's one of those things of, it's one of those things of, it's where you grew up. It's a, it very much has to do with where you grew up on who uses it. Now, I was going to say, the conversation I was mentioning before was the woman, the, the girl who was a rapper, Cray Sean, white chick from uh, Oakland. And yeah. she had she had dudes in one of her videos talking about, yeah, yo, she grew up with us. This is how we grew up. We ain't had no problem with it. But if she, in her hood, they got no problem with it, I'd say, fine, that's how you live. But as a black person, you shouldn't accept that. Even though, as a black person, we shouldn't accept it at all. We shouldn't be saying it at all. But yeah, you see, if you're like me, you if you're like me, you grew up in hip hop. It's it's one of those things that we've transformed into something different. And some could say something beautiful more than the derogatory term that it, it was set out to be. Yeah, like you see, like my brother, for instance, my brother Will. He, we grew up in the same place. He got out of the hood early. The irony, he was real smart. The irony of the irony of my boy's name is Will too. <laughs> yeah, my boy, my brother Will. You know, he was real smart, so he got a um. He actually got a scholarship to go to college, so he bounced to college. You know, and he's an intellectual. He's he's a uh he's damn near a um. See, I'm trying to think of the word because he's the smart one. I'm the dumb one. But he's uh he's he's basically a college graduate, super smart. He works for a great company, and he he despises that word. I've never heard him ever say that word. And he grew up in the hood, 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 with some hood motherfuckers 
but he got out. But he he would when I was younger, he would like every time I said it, he'd be like, "Yo, why you gotta say that word? You shouldn't be saying that." Uh, like he'll literally try to preach to me to not say the word. So I always kind of had that that struggle where, and my mom's obviously, you know, I, if I say it to her in a joking, not to her, but like if I say it, you know, as if, if I'm in a jovial manner, in a joking manner, she don't care. But actually, to be honest with you, my mom's never really had a had an issue with me saying it because she knew where we were from. But it's just my brother, he always like, I guess for him it's more of like the moral high ground because he went to college in a, um, and he went to Troy, New York to go to college, which is a very white area. I actually lived there for a couple of years with him in my teenage years. And uh, I guess from being up there or something, I don't know where he just, for some reason, despises the word. And he used to give me looks. Now, you know, he doesn't care if one of my, you know, my younger sisters say that shit. My younger sisters say it. We're all from the same place. My younger brothers say it. My younger sisters say it. But we say it to each other in the house. You know, if we're talking, and and again, it, 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 it tends to come up when I get animated. Like, if I'm really, really excited about something, and I'm just spitballing on my show, and I'm talking about something, I'm just, and it just comes out. And it's not done out of malicious intent. It's not done, I'm not purposely trying to throw, okay, I, I want to say nigga three times on this show, and I'm going to say nigga four times on this episode. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it comes out. And right, like, right. No, and, and, and you know what? It's it's one of those things though. It's one of those things where it is it is where you grew up. It's how you grew up. It's 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 the way you spoke in you know. It's the way you spoke in your life. But yeah, you know what? Your brother is right in a way. Like it's something that we all should try to break out of because it never was intended to be a positive term. I mean, a positive uh, term. I don't say term. I, me- I meant to say term. It sounded like I said term. I'm sorry. But I know I said right, term. I got you. <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it's never was intended to be positive. But yet, you got to love the ingenuity of us black folks. We can turn the ugly into beautiful situations. And exactly. we turn, you know, we now, 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 this is coming from the younger black male's perspective. This is, I'm 38, going to be 39 this year. My perspective is going to be different from somebody that would, say, be my father's age. Dare you, non-black person, try to call my father or somebody else a nigger and watch yourself get hemmed up by your neck and your your mouth like this Facebook video I see the other day. (laughs) Where the the dude snapped back, went to strangle this old white dude, and his... As he's mushing him out of the store, his face goes up from strangling his neck to pushing him out the store by his lips. Yeah. <laughs> like, I gotta you, check that because I usually I'm usually all over those videos and I haven't seen that yet. So I gotta check that. It was it was hilarious, but it's it's a it's a thing of like you you can't just go around saying it to anybody and everybody, even if you are a young black male, because plain plain and simple. You know, it, it, uh, what was uh, what was the damn the dude's name? You know, I'm not your Negro. Like plain and simple, most people will tell you, uh, "No, I'm not your Negro. I'm not your nigga. I'm not none of that." I'd rather you yeah. say hello, good morning, black man, than call me a nigga or call me my nigga or this, that, and the third. But then again, you again, you take it, you take it to the hood, 
and the hood aspect, but the hood personality will look at you differently and say, you know, yo, what up, my nigga, this, that, my nigga, you know, and, and people use it as a term of endearment in a way. Is it right, though, essentially? No, it's still not, it still shouldn't be said, but it is. It, it's, it, it is. It's one of those things, it's like one of those, it, you could, if you want to put it to a situation, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, like, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it, you shouldn't say it, but we, you know, we transformed it to something that isn't taken as harmful as most people would back in the day. Now, catch me on the wrong day, you call me a nigga, I'm like, where do you see a nigga at? Like, where do you see a nigga at? Or, 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 we go four-year-old virgin with it, and, uh, with Kevin, Kevin Hart's one of... One of his two funniest moments ever, when he yeah. said, don't be a nigga, be my nigga. And what's the name yeah. said, oh, you want a nigga? Nigga here now. Nigga here like, now. You can get, yeah, like, you can get that depending on how you deliver it, or depending on who's delivering the message. So, it's, yeah. in a way, to me, it's a case-by-case thing, but also, too, it's like, if I don't know you, you're not my nigga. I'm not your nigga. Like, if you don't know me, Nah, don't, you know, what's up, brother, what's up, black man, what's up, you know, you high man, you good dude, whatever, that's fine, but if you don't know me, I'm not your nigga, like, that in, in some ways will be reserved for the, the best of the best, the closest of the closest, that I yeah, understand and, and I know, I don't have to slap this nigga for calling me nigga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, um, so I just, I didn't start a new job. But I'm I'm at a new store. Like I was at one store and right. now I'm at another one. Well, I've I've been there since February, so I can't really say it's new. But when I started, you know, you start a new job, you're kind of Mr. Quiet, Mr. Professional, do what you do. And then you know, after a month or two, you get comfortable, you start meeting people. And I had one I had at one point where um one of my higher ups, something happened with my night guy. That he didn't do something he was supposed to do, so I got lectured about it. You got to get on top of your people. You got to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool, you know, I got you. I'll talk to him. So my night guy came in, and he's a younger kid. He's, uh, like, I think he's Honduran. Um, he's a younger kid. He's about, about 22, 23 years old at the most. This is, like, his first job. Actually, I think he's 20. And uh, I'm talking to him. And for me, my personality is like this. I'm not going to... I'm not the write you up, you know, unless you really fuck up. I'm not going to sit there and write you up and lecture you and tell you things. I'm just going to break it down for you and be like, listen, just stay on top of your shit. Make sure you do this. I don't ask too much of you guys at night. Just make sure you know you got this done, this done, and this done. Stay busy so these people don't fuck with you. That's all you got to do. But, you know, sometimes you got to beat it into their head so they understand more. So I'm talking to this young man, and I'm letting him know, listen, this happened. You know, you didn't do this, so I got lectured. And I'm not going to take a, a lecture for you, so you got to do what you got to do. So as I'm talking to him, I'm talking to him for about 20-something minutes. And then I told him, I said, look, this guy came up to me, and he told me blah, 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 like if I wasn't doing my job. And, and I was speaking, and I said to this kid, and I looked at him, and I was like, nigga, fuck out of here. Like, fucking trying to tell me whatever, whatever. And, and the, kid, the kid started laughing, and he's like, looking at me weird, and I'm like, oh, so I go, listen, bro, I probably shouldn't have said that like that, but, you know, 
it is what it is. It was a stupid thing for this guy to come nitpick, and now I got to roll it down the hill and talk to you. So it was a simple thing you could have done to avoid it, this whole conversation. So he understood, and, you know, it was fine. And that right. comes up a lot at work where I do that with people like my generation and my age are younger. Now, I got an older cat. This is Jamaican dude. I wouldn't ever think to use that word with him. And I talk to him every day because he's hilarious because I listen to reggae in the mornings before the store opens, you know, we're kind of running around the whole store doing our thing and I, I play music. So for the most part, I play reggae because um, if I play hip-hop, somebody's going to say something that an older, you know, Cuban lady or older white lady is not going to want to hear. If I play rock or whatever that's too hard and you hear all that, ding, 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 you know, people going to get annoyed. So reggae, I found everybody fucking likes reggae, bro. I play that shit and everybody likes it. And I, and I love it so I don't have to worry about somebody's walking by, let me lower the volume, let me do this and that. I just let the shit play. So this older man, he works in the maintenance department, and he's this little old Jamaican dude, and he always comes up to me, we always conversate, why you, why you like this music, you Jamaican? I'm like, no, I'm not Jamaican. No, I'm not Jamaican, I just love, you know, the music or whatever, and we always start talking. I would never think to go to him and be like, what's up, my nigga? Because he's, it's, as an older man, it's just like a respect thing, like I would never disrespect him. And that's why I feel like I struggle with this word, because on one hand, I get excited, and I've been saying it all my life, and people of my ilk and my generation, we just say it. We communicate into each other or just talking or getting excited about something, but I, my body stops me, literally stops me from saying it to, like, an older person or, or someone who may have gone through a fucking tremendous struggle that these kids today would never know, but I would never think to ever say that to someone of that ilk, and that's why I'm wanted here, like... You want to know what that kind of gives? It, it kind of represents. It represents how our generation is that middle ground of we can connect with our parents type of stuff, but we also can connect with the youth because yeah, we're of that we're of that understanding where we know better than to ever approach a, an older person with words like that or with other words. Now, unless you get disrespectful with me then the disrespect goes right back. I don't give a fuck what your age is. Yeah. Plain and simple. I, it's, it's still, to me, it's a, it's a level... I, I, I always grew up with giving a level of respect to an, an older person. But if you're going to try to look at me and, and try to son me like you're not my parent, yeah. I'm going to let you know what it is. I do it every day in the street at work when they think that they can just honk the horn at us or try to look at us and talk to us crazy just because we are some just old, some old garbage man or whatever. Nah. And I don't give a fuck what your age is if you're disrespectful. But there's a level of respect that we have for our, genera our generation previous to us. Now, when you bring it to the newer generation of kids, they don't give a fuck about a fucking thing. They don't give no, they don't give a damn about nothing. And what kills me the most, too, is, 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 like, when I used to live in the Bronx, when I, I used to live in the Bronx, I used to live on Frisbee Ave. I was up there for about okay. eight years or so, over in okay. Westchester Square. And I worked, when, when I started sanitation, I worked over, my garage was in the Heights, or in, yeah, Inwood, more like, on uh, 218 and 10th Ave, right off of Broadway. And you go into Dykeman, you go up by, you know, in the Inwood and Dykeman, 
go to some of these restaurants and get food, this, that, and the third. You see the kids that were going to, for the, going to school and stuff, predominantly Dominicans and stuff. And it would be like there would be a McDonald's on, there's a McDonald's on 207. You go in there, you'll get like 13, 14-year-old little Dominican kids, and they were, yo, my nigga this, my nigga that, yo, nigga, 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 my nigga this, my nigga that. And at times, I used to be like, yo, but you're not, but no, then you are black, but you're not black, but you're not. But then it's like, yo, but you look at them like, but I guarantee your grandmother would probably tell you, no, we're not African, and... I'm like, yo, like, they just let, like, they let it fly more than an older person, you know, I would say of, of our age range of that 35 to 40-year-old, like, they yeah, would yeah, let it fly, 100%. like, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. It's, not, it's every other word. Every it, other word. Right. And, and, and my issue with that is, is understand the historical context of the word. Like, they just don't, it's just second nature. That's where, I, you know, words do carry power, and they do carry some kind of substance to them. But over time, certain things, and, and I think this word is one of them, where it's gradually losing its grip on what it used to be. Other than, if a white person dares to say it, that's why we tell the ones that are closer to us, never say it. You know, I said, and I'll be honest. I've had Fuck some you. I've had some close to me say it but they've only said it in reciting a joke and they would keep it between their conversation never come up again they never was like Michael Scott in the, they was never like Michael Scott in the office like trying to make it a point to repeat the Chris Rock joke word for word and he thought he nailed it because the delivery was on point but like mm -hmm. like even even my even the friends around me that have said it, they even felt awkward even delivering it. But they mentioned it just for context, just to keep the context of whatever they were describing a hundred percent. But they don't you know, they would they would be like, Oh sorry, whatever, whatever. They would be completely apologetic, but they wouldn't let it fly out their mouth like that was second nature to them. It would literally be like on some this is what they said and this was the joke or whatever. And that was it. Now, other people out there, when they be going into their little offices and shit like that, we know they say it, but they don't say it in our, they don't dare say it in our faces because they know better. Yeah, they I know mean, better. Exactly. And, exactly. And as far as that goes, as far as that goes, I, I, I can't, I can't debate the, the use of the word as far as like other people using it because I just, even you telling me, about the white person saying it uh, in in contents in con in context of a joke, I was actually getting mad. Like, and it's funny that, right? And it's funny that a white person saying this shit is completely unacceptable, completely in my mind. That I I I'm pretty yo I'm I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. I'm pretty light skinned. You know what I mean? I'm not white, obviously, and I didn't come from you know a white area or whatever, but. Again, this is another one of those things that I feel like I struggle with. And I'll tell you a funny story. When I when I told my wife about J One Con and I was explaining to her what I was gonna be involved with, so she was looking at me and I was like, What happened? Do you not want me to go? Do you not, what's wrong? And she goes, Um So what how are you gonna talk to these people? I'm like, What the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean how, how am I gonna talk to them? And then she's like, Are you gonna be saying nigga? 
And, I'm, and I just look at her weird, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then she, like, then she looked at me and she goes, do you realize how often you say nigga? And I was like, I was looking at her dumbfounded. And then I stopped and I thought about it. And I was like, damn, you know what? I'm going, I'm going to, to a podcast conference of podcasters of color. And I have to figure out how the hell I'm going to, you know, I don't want somebody to just, because nobody knows me there besides you, you know what I mean? So if it's people that I know, it's, it's a different thing. But if I, if I get excited, it's going to happen. I'm going to get excited about something, and it's going to happen talking to somebody. <laughs> but in my, experience, in my experience, I've noticed that I've, I've, had, I've met people, like at, let's say, for instance, like at a GameStop when Halo 3 came out, and I was standing in line like an idiot waiting for the midnight release. And I'm just in line talking to people I don't even know. Word comes up, no issues. And I think it's the way you... They, again, you said it at the beginning of this conversation. It's about how genuine people can tell. You know, they can, they can, they kind of gravitate towards each other, and they understand. Okay, this is a genuine dude. He's not just out here trying to be whatever. Because I think there's some people that are like, "Hey, what's up, my my nigga?" And they kind of like wait for the punch in the face because they just want to say it. You could tell those people apart from where. You know, you may be talking to somebody, and then they're like, yo, you seen that fucking Infinity War, bro? That, that scene with fucking Thanos, and that nigga fucking shot that red shit on his glove, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you, you can right, tell right. When, someone, when someone genuinely is saying the word out of affection for what they're talking about, or using it as a term of endearment, instead of somebody just trying to say it to be cool. Like, I saw the other day, excuse me. <coughs> You were talking with, uh, you were in the thread of the Ladies Love Hip Hop page on Instagram, and they had put up a video of a song, which I haven't thought of this song in ages, and I was glad that I saw it, because I had to add it to my Spotify playlist so I could listen to it again. The uh, Frankie Cutlass Boricos on the set joint. And oh, yeah, yeah, on, we were talking that about song, that. yo, Fat yeah. Joe goes ham with that word. He immediately just comes out with it, and that was one of the first times that when I was younger, I saw that, because I saw that shit, matter of fact, tying everything together in a nice little bowl, I first saw that video on Video Music Box on Channel 31 when I used to watch that shit on my little black and white TV. And that was really one of the first times where I listened to a hip-hop song, and I really thought about it. I was like, yo, Fat Joe just said nigga like 18 times, and but he's not black, and he's like me, and, you know, the whole thing, and you think about it as a kid. Uh, and it's just, it, it's a complicated word. It really is. And as I get older, I just, I want to curtail it. But at the same time, I feel like if I'm purposely trying to curtail it, like as far as my show goes, I will not come across as genuinely me. So that's why I kind of just fucking, I, I wanted to have this conversation to get it out there. And I just kind of want to give up on trying to mask what it is. Because I just, it's part of me. And it's going to be part of me, I guess, until, you know, the end. <laughs> so that, that, that's my, my, part of my thing, Ryan, again, is, is having an understanding of, if you're going to use it, even though, like I said, we are, we are still saying it's kind of wrong to use, even though we use it. Like I said, it was a segment in my show. Hall of Ignorance. 
you know, but if if you're going if you're going to use it, understand it's, it's context, understand place, understand time, you know, understand all that stuff behind it. But you know, if it it behooves all of us to not to try to 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 refrain from using it. You know, it it, it we all should we all should technically stop using it. But yeah. if you're going to use it, it's literally like one of those. If you're going to use it, use it wisely. And I know people are going to be listening, and they're going to say, "Yo, what the fuck is this nigga talking about?" Like, it's like it's it, it, it is it is. Like, I can't well adults. I can't sit here and tell you, "No, you can't use it." I'm not your parent either. Yeah, we don't use the word. Right, and if you're going, but if you're going to use it, you know, understand when and where and how to use it. Don't just you know. It's like any any other weapon. You got to understand how to use your weapons wisely. You know? you know who I feel bad for? I really, I really, really, really feel bad for that. Uh, I know, I know you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about when I say it. I really feel bad for that teacher that got caught out there that one day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I really feel bad. That's the one they made the um, for that old man. They made that's the, the, that's the over. You made boondock type of song. I, I yeah. feel bad, but I don't. I, no, I really don't feel bad. I just, I just enjoy it for the piece of comedy that it became. Because what I don't understand is that if it's so offensive to them, then why do they say it over and over again? So Riley said the N-word before you did that morning. He says it every morning. He calls me nigga. He calls the other kids nigga. He calls himself nigga all the time. Nigga this, nigga that. Nigga please. Bitch nigga. Nigga, have you lost your mind? Nigga, check that hoe. Nigga, you bullshitting. Break yourself, nigga. He says it so much, I don't even notice it anymore. Last week in lunch, Riley says to a classmate, can a nigga borrow a french fry? And my first thought wasn't, oh my god, he said the word, uh, the n-word. It was, now how is a nigga gonna borrow a fry? Nigga, is you gonna give it back? I'm telling you, my inside voice didn't talk like that before he got in my class. Yeah. You're a teacher. You're a teacher. You're an older white male. You should understand and know better. Unless you were trying to use it in a history lesson to, to display historical context and why the word is demeaning and terrible and demoralizing. And if you were using it for his, his he didn't use it like that. Yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what happened. In, I know exactly <laughs> what happened in this situation, man. I was, <laughs> I, was not, I was not there. I was not there that day, but I know exactly what happened in that classroom, bro. I know exactly what happened. The teacher told him, get the fuck out of my class. And that kid got up and he was like, nigga, get the fuck out of here, you fucking bitch ass nigga. I don't got to do shit. Exactly. And then the teacher was like, all right, then, nigga, trying to trying to find <laughs> or whatever and then all of a sudden news cameras showed up and that kid became the perfect I did not say that word I don't at any point say that word I never said nigga he said it to me he said it to other students and then he was like other students are witnesses that I never said it man y'all you know damn well y'all full of shit you, I, just like my wife looked at me and asked me that question you probably say that shit so much you don't even know you say it and the teacher was just trying to like confuse the situation and he, yo, he just looked so dumbfounded. He's like, I, he had like a graph and shit. He had it written I on two pieces of paper. 
I think that same thing as you just described is probably what happened. But for him to bring it down and people in a news in a news fucking you know <laughs> that's <laughs> I just feel I feel so bad for that old man because he was really Yeah, I'm not a racist. I'm not. I just I was just doing what he did. Can 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 a nigga borrow a pencil? It, right. just, I, I, I just feel so bad for that old man, dude. But yo, but that's, a, see, that's uh, another little piece. Though. That's another little piece, though. Behind it, it's like, all right, if if one person slipped up and they never done it in before in their life, and but then you slip up one time and get caught out there. In today's terms, you're automatically racist. Like it's, I have my things about that. We don't need to go on and on and on about that, but. I, again, man, and, and, and here's something I need you to stop doing, too, because I, I keep telling other Puerto Ricans and, and Dominicans and all that, like, you black, too. Yeah. It's the boat stop off, the boat stop off at a different spot. So don't start, you know, don't don't think you're not, even though black folks, some black folks will look at you in your face and say you're not because you don't have melanated skin. But yet, yeah. they, they fail to their own history lessons on where they came from. I remind my kids all the time, you're black. Y'all black. Y'all, and you, not just because I'm black, you know, but y'all are black too. So, it happens. 100%. We all came from the same continent. People don't want to believe it, but that's where that's where it yep. all started. But yo, man, just I, really, uh, I really, really appreciate you taking this time out of your day to Come on everything podcast and have a discussion about the word nigger with me. I think we got very far. I think we've done something to help race relations in this country. If everyone would just listen to this episode, they could. They could. They might could learn something from this conversation. So, um, again, I just want to thank you. Uh, you got anything you want to promote right now? You know, push anything. Oh. one con. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, I thank you for for have me on as, you know, your second guest, um, and then, I don't know what much they're going to learn from me on this episode, because I'm so, I'm so open-minded to shit, that I'm different from most people, but I will slap you, whitey, if you try to say it in my face, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's all, it's all love, though, when it comes to me, man, I always approach everybody the same you know, it's, 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 you give respect, you give respect. You don't give respect, but it's fuck you. Plain and simple. Exactly. Allegedly, there's some, exactly. allegedly, there's some Puerto Rican kid in Manhattan right now that's supposed to run up on me at the light because he wanted to be an idiot. But that's not how I roll, so we'll see. But you know, I just said that for context on how I am as a person. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't start none, but I'll finish it. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, I don't look for trouble. We don't look for trouble, but exactly. if it comes this way, then, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be dealt right. with. Right, so we started, we started this show, you know, but hey, if somebody wants to bring the drama after, hey, we'll finish it. I'll finish it, too. But there ain't no drama about this one, man. This was good. It's always a necessary conversation, especially when you got people that aren't afraid to talk about it. And unfortunately, nowadays, people are too scared to have conversations about That's another thing. Because I yeah. plain and simple, there's only one type. There's only one race or skin color of person that can be racist, and there's a lot of historical context behind that. That's too deep of a rabbit hole to get into now. 
So Absolutely. to just really just end it off and just say, yo, love everybody, respect everybody, gain your respect back. The StartingFiveShow.com, hit it up. I just kind of switched up the website a little bit. It's a little bare bones right now. You can go in there, listen to all the old shows via SoundCloud. You can click all the links to follow us everywhere on Google Play, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, however you want to call it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can follow us on there. You, you can see the Instagram and the Twitter feed on the website. You can write us there and contact us, let us know. Especially you people of color, we were supposedly having Black Business Month this August. We tell people we are giving free advertising. You would think people would jump on it. They're 100% not. 100% free. 100% free. So as you don't get that nowhere, but it is what it is. For people of color, you can advertise with us at any time for free until we say not to. Until we say it's yeah. not free. But anyway. It is, it's, everybody has to jump on when you're hot. Mm-hmm. And that's when we're going to beat them in the head. We don't care what color you are. Your money's green. <laughs> but anyway, J1Con's coming up September 14th to the 16th. Go to J1Con.com right now. Buy the tickets. The Blackfinity going to is going down September 15th and 16th. On the, 6th, the 15th, we have the big show going down from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Bourbon Room, hosted by myself and my man, Land of the Black Tribbles. You're going to see Lou there, Everything Podcast. You're going to see myself there and my man, JP, starting five. And I mentioned Lynn, you're going to see him and the rest of the Black Tribbles. They're going to be a part of this. We got Ladies Love Hip Hop, my homegirl Summer and Karen. We got the Beat Society, who I was fortunate enough to link up with through Summer and Karen after they did their show. We got them on the show. We got, who else we have? We got Two Radio Network. We got The Code. We got my girl Lamarge and Andre and them. Yeah. I, was actually, I was actually just on their show with them while and out on Friday night. They're going to be there. I got another guest that I'm I'm going to probably announce sometime this week on Instagram uh, okay. because they're going to be replacing they're going to be replacing uh, all podcast matter because they're not coming unfortunately yeah they they're supposed it. to be coming from California but they can't make it um shout out to all podcast matter yeah I feel like I'm missing somebody but I don't think I am but yeah anyway I know, uh, then on that and then that Saturday night we got from Six to eight o'clock upstairs in a smaller room. We're gonna have a game. We're gonna have a game night between all of us podcasters and anybody else that wants to be there. It's called the Great Debate. We're gonna split up into teams. Oh yeah, the Brown Girl Experience. Shout out to Erica, the Brown Girl Experience. Hey. My She's gonna be there also. I can't forget her. Um, but that night we're gonna play a game amongst all the podcasters. We're going to play a debate game. I'm calling the Great Debate. We're, we're going to have some random topics, and then we're just going to go off on them. We're going to have it like, you know, we're going to go head-to-head, you know, arguing and keeping up for stuff that we might like, some stuff we might not like, but we still got to yeah. keep up for it. So somebody might be keeping up for Donald Trump. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll probably keep him out because, you know, I... People get butthurt over that, and I, I don't like his ass either, but, you know. But, uh, you know, we're going to have that fun in that night. And then Sunday, I got to check to see if it's still going on, but 
a homegirl Kennedy on Black Tribbles, her and a friend of hers, they're debuting a new Star Trek podcast live that Sunday morning. I believe yeah, 11 for 1. They're going to take the new the two-hour slot that day and make that happen to wrap up the Blackfinity experience of J1 Con. But outside of all that, man, you got to go there for all the gaming tournaments, all the vendors. Man, he's got he's got uh, voiceover actors and actresses he's coming through. He's announcing oh. guests. He's announcing guests every single day. You got to go to J1Con.com and check that out. Because it's just too many Absolutely. people and too many things to just name. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Too much stuff bad. Don't have mm-hmm. memorized. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that too. I mean, we, it, it, it's all laid out there for everybody to go check out. So, again, you can just check out the starting five. Check the mayor out on every social media platform there is, all streaming services. And please, guys, if you can, leave an iTunes review. Leave a Stitcher review. Leave whatever, you know, whatever streaming service that you happen to use and you like and you, you fuck with, just drop a quick review, two sentences, something like that. Just, you know, if you enjoy the experience, you want the show to grow, that's going to help us a lot by uh, just showing feedback. And it also is nice to get feedback when you're not expecting it and see somebody enjoy your program. It helps you become better podcasters. So I urge everybody to try to do that. Check out the Starting Five. You on the Everything Podcast right now. Mayor, thank you once again for showing love. And, uh... Whatever you need me for, you got it. Absolutely. Right back at you. And we will be right back. And back I am. That was the debut of the Conversations with the Mayor segment. So hopefully we'll do a couple more of those. Got a couple more in the works. Uh... And I do apologize again for the audio. I did listen back to it a little bit. It's a little rough. If you stuck through there with me, thank you very much. I tried my best to edit it, but I just, again, I'm not an editor. Uh, I did the best that I could, but as long as it was able to be heard, uh, I'm happy. But again, this this thing is a work in progress, this podcast. So, you know, it, it, it kind of is what it is. But guys... As the finale to this thing, I'm just going to go ahead and put the kibosh on this show. Um, We just had the debut of football season. We had the regular season started last week, and it started on Thursday. All the regular season games started on Sunday and Monday. Today is Wednesday. And I'm still pissed off. So, as you guys well know, I took a extended leave of absence from sports last year. Between the Knicks and the Giants, as you well know, I could not do it anymore. I just couldn't do it. Um, I don't think I have to get into detail here, as if you've been listening to the show, you already know why I had to step away. Just Google their records last year, and, and you know it's, it's very self-explanatory. So, as the off-season came, the Knicks have made moves. They had a draft. They drafted a very exciting player in Kevin Knox. So my excitement has been building for a little bit. Obviously, next we have still have about over a month before NBA starts. 
you know, getting closer or whatever. And uh, I also started paying attention to football again. You know, offseason tends to do that. There's players, you hear a lot of names being thrown out there. and You kind of, you build hope for your team and uh, your franchise going into the next season. Because they, you would, you, you, you know, your higher up see what didn't work last year, what we need to improve. So they they improve those areas and they continue on with the good things that they have. Or at least you would think that's what people do. So, you know, the Giants went in the draft. They had a very good pick. They decided to draft a running back, Saquon Barkley, who's getting a lot of attention. He seems to be very talented. Um, he's from the Bronx, which is a plus for me. So uh, immediately I had to start paying attention, hometown boy. And I let myself fall for the okie doke once again. I really did. I act like I forgot what this team is and who, 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 I, it's like I let myself forget what this team does to me. So, you know, I've gone from the highest of the highs with this team to the lowest of the lows. I've had this team take me to the promised land. I had a party at my house with a bunch of people there, which I don't do. I don't invite I don't watch games with people because I get um really gross. I get gross. My wife has to leave the house when I'm watching football. If she gets she gets a sick look on her face when I tell her football season's coming. At least she used to. Because, again, last year I took a break. Um, I cannot watch a Giants game around other people. Because I'm, I get obnoxiously obnoxious. <laughs> and I know you get, you, you're probably listening to this and go, yeah, I do the same thing. I get into my seat. No, it's not the same. It is not the same. Ask my dogs, ask my wife, ask my family when I'm over their house on a holiday and the fucking Giants game is on a holiday and I start screaming. The only person who I think can relate to me is my Uncle Manny because I think I got it from him. And I damn sure didn't get it from my daddy. So, again, I, I cannot watch football with people. I had a Super Bowl party at my house. When the Giants were in the Super Bowl. And that for me was like one of the highlights literally of my life. I got to watch my favorite team beat the team that I hate in my house. Surrounded by friends. And me in full Giants regalia and a mohawk on to top it all off. Um, I stayed up all night. And watched every single replay, interview, uh, anything that I could watch, I watched. It was fantastic. The highest of the highs. And then, I, I guess, let's say last year was the lowest of the lows. 3 and 13. With all that expectation. 3 and fucking 13. So, again, last year, took a break. Said, fuck it. I'm not doing this to myself. I retired my hats, I retired all my shirts, I put them in the back of the closet, 
I didn't wear any of that shit. I still have my Giants hat in the car, but I, I, I refuse to represent a product like that. And, you know, off-season, Saquon Barkley, you start to feel the the little tickle there. Then Odell gets this big contract. You see Odell out there running routes. He looks great. He looks healthy. It's a lot of hype. Then the hype machine starts. And you get yourself all excited. I skipped the preseason because I didn't want to see anything about preseason. And uh, all of a sudden, week one snuck up on me. I was... I was working Sunday. I was excited as hell. So the Giants are playing today at 1 o'clock. They're playing Jacksonville. It's Coach Coughlin. It's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see this. I got myself all fucking hyped. Got myself all excited. And 1 o'clock hit. And I was still at work. So I popped up TuneIn Radio. And I listened into the game. Because I do enjoy listening to the games. And, uh... I jumped in at about, I think, almost the end of the first quarter. It was 3-0. What the fuck? Really? Really? We got the best fucking wide receiver in the league. Supposedly. One of the best, at least. Top three. And this rookie, who's supposed to be a badass. And we got three points. So then I proceed to go home. Game's not on TV. Which, in retrospect, thank God. And I'm listening to it. You know, I told my wife on the way home. I was like, yo, the game's on. Forget about shopping. Fuck all that bullshit. You know what the deal is. I'm coming home now. I'm bringing this because I want to have this while I watch the game. And I'm going to come home, make that. This game's going to be on TV. So you do whatever you got to do. Uh... I get home. First thing I did was check to see if the game's on. The game's not on. You want to know why the game's not on? Because the fucking Dolphins decided to play. They decided to put the Dolphins game on Fox and the fucking Patriots on uh, CBS. So I get fucked when I can't watch the Giants. Okay, fine. I'll listen to it because I enjoy listening to it. That way my wife's happy. Because we can go do the shit she wanted to do. And I couldn't listen to this game on my fucking earphones. I'm not going to get into the technicalities of what happened in the game. Because obviously, if you're listening to this, I know you're basically, most of you guys like sports. You already know what happened. They lost, by the way, if you didn't know. And I fell for the fucking okie doke one more time. Why I let myself get hyped up for these Giants, I will never know. The Giants are terrible. Now, in saying that, we don't have a terrible team. I don't know if it's ownership, or management, or the coaching staff, but these fucking Giants cannot run plays. I don't know if Eli's got to go, if we need some young fucking whippersnapper in there who's going to give us the option of maybe breaking away for a run, because Eli is stationary. Eli can't do shit. Eli's just going to stand there, and he's either going to throw a wobbly fucking pass to somebody, or he's going to get smashed. 
That's about the extent of Eli's abilities. So if we need to get us a young kid in there who's going to fucking Michael Vick that shit, where he could, yo, if I can't throw this shit, I'm going to run it. Or somebody who's willing to take chances. I don't know. But I can tell you right now, if these are the plays that we're going to run, it's going to be another year of nowhere. And we're going to waste another year of Odell. We're going to waste a year of legs on this kid, Saquon, who really, you do not draft a running back that high unless it's fucking Emmett Smith or, or, or I don't know who. Because unfortunately, running backs do not last in the NFL. You don't get 10-year running backs anymore, bro. That shit doesn't happen. These guys are so big. And they're so strong and they run so hard that they wear themselves out. That is not a position that you you can rely on for fucking 5, 10 years. You just can't. You can't even rely on quarterbacks that fucking long. Some of them creep through and do it. But not all of them. Turnover on, on NFL players is fucking, it's insane. I think the average career is like 4 to 5 years. That's it. So to draft a running back, and he has to be a fucking... I mean, this guy, you have to see him and be like, yo, this guy's going to be... He, he has to basically be running over people. Like fucking Tecmo bullshit. Otherwise, get a fucking quarterback. Or get an offensive lineman. Those are the most important positions. So again, I get hyped, and what do I get? Oh, Giants are in the red zone. Oh. Miss pass, miss pass, short loss, field goal. The Giants cannot score in the fucking red zone. They can't. They can't. They cannot score in the red zone. The only time the Giants throw touchdowns, let me tell you a little fucking secret if you want to know the Giants. The only time the Giants throw touchdowns, you know where they where Eli likes to throw touchdowns from? The fucking uh, opposing team's 40-yard line. About 40-yard line is where he likes to throw. The 40 and the 40. The opposing and then the home 40. He likes to throw that fucking slant pass to the right. Throws that shit up in the air. And it fucking wobbly ass ball. Somebody catches it and they run to the fucking end zone. That's where Eli gets his touchdowns. Eli does not score in the red zone. The last time he threw a fucking short slant pass to somebody in the end zone and fucking red zone was Plexico Burris. They cannot score in the fucking red zone. And I don't know if that's Eli's fault. I don't know if that's fucking... I don't even know who's running the plays anymore. Because I took off last year. I'm still thinking it's McAdoo. McAdoo's not there. Can we fire McAdoo again? Is that possible? And we have Steve Spagnolo. I guess he did his job. Because Jacksonville didn't blow us out by fucking 50. So the defense seems to be sturdy. The O-line actually wasn't terrible. But we can't fucking complete plays. Why do I let myself get hyped up again every fucking year? I don't understand. So I'm done. I know it's week one. And I usually don't overreact like this. Last year I gave the Giants to week five. And then I was just like, I'm sick of this shit. So I'm going to tell you what. I'm done emotionally with this team. I am going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to shit on you completely. Okay? I'm not going to shit on you. 
I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Okay? I'm not gonna do it. Alright? I'm not gonna shit on you. I'm going to coddle you fucking jerk offs. Okay? I'm gonna coddle you. Dallas is 0-1. Play them on Sunday. I'm going to be spending time with family this weekend, so I don't want to get fucking crazy, okay? I want to get nuts. So, if I'm able to watch this game, that's fine. If not, I'll listen to it on the radio, maybe. Most likely not. But, I'm not going to fucking go nuts. You're playing Dallas. Dallas seems to be not that good this year. So, if you can go one and one, let's go to week three and see what happens. But I'm going to tell you right fucking now. If these cocksuckers go out and they start playing this fucking little shit football that they like to play where you're going into the second quarter and they've got fucking three points, I'm going to lose my shit, okay? I'm going to lose my shit, okay? Because Barkley has talent. OBJ has talent. There's talent on this roster. We got wide receivers up the ass. Okay? There's got to be some way to get these players the ball. There has to be a way. There has to be a way to score touchdowns. All right? So whether it's 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 the coaching staff or, or I don't know what. This shit has to get fixed. So I'm going to give you guys two weeks. Okay? Two weeks. I'm going to give you two weeks. Next week I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you you know I know it's Dallas there's there's this can go either way usually when the Giants and Dallas play it's a fucking shootout so I'm gonna give you a mulligan but fucking win you better fucking win that's for goddamn sure you better not go on two not with this roster okay so win obviously but I'm gonna give you an emotional fucking mulligan all right so win. But if you win sloppy, I'll, 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 you get a mulligan. All right? Because that's, that's it. I, I can't. I'm not going to do this shit anymore. I'm really not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get emotionally involved. I'm not going to get nuts. I'm 40 years old. I don't have a fucking heart attack over a football team. So, with that being said, I'm going to end this program. Coming up on two hours. So, I got to end this thing. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Before I go, though. I did want to touch on two people who passed uh, last week. So, last week we had Mac Miller, rapper, and Burt Reynolds pass away. Now, I'm going to go ahead and and I'm not going to take long here. Obviously, everything that can be said has been said. But, respectfully, I know who both of these people are. I've heard of them. Burt Reynolds was extremely famous but I don't want to say before my time because Smokey and the Bandit and all that shit I was too young to watch those movies and I never got into those movies I know Burt Reynolds was super famous though and I recognize him as an extremely famous person and and someone who has a rich history in Hollywood and and all that but I I can't say that I was like a fan of Burt Reynolds or, or whatever I mean I, I know who he is, 
and all due respect and love to him and his family, but I didn't really, I wasn't like a big giant fan of that person. So I posted a, a an RIP, but I used Norm McDonald's picture, which is probably considered disrespectful. Uh, and if it was, I apologize. You know, I, I just, that's just me being me. But um, no disrespect to him or his family in any way. But I just, that's how I felt like expressing that. Because again, I'm, I wasn't the biggest Burt Reynolds fan. And, and again, that doesn't even sound right, me saying that. I just, I knew who he was, but I wasn't like, you know, a big follower of his. And that leads me to Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Um, I was kind of struck by this because this young man was 26 years old and he dies of a drug overdose. And he, I can't say that I, up until the, that point, I never heard of, I heard of him, but I've never heard his music before. Um, I never really had a, the op, not the opportunity, but I never really took the time to go, yo, who is this Mac Miller guy, bro? Let me check his music out. I never, I never did that. And, and that's mostly because I'm hard-headed when it comes to music. Unless it's thrown in my face, I'm probably not going to bother exploring. Like, I'm not one of these people who opens Spotify and goes, yo, let me go into this playlist and see if there's something I like here and start listening to new music. I would never do that. Um, and again, Mac Miller is not even new music, but it is to me because I don't listen to any, any shit except my old shit. Um but I'm getting off topic here, and I don't want to take too long on this because I'm trying to wrap up. But um, I was in the car with my wife, and I decided to open Spotify. And we were listening to some stuff, and uh, I said, you know what? His, um, his name was obviously on the front page, and I said to myself, you know what? Let me, let me click on this joint and see, see how many albums he's got. It's quite a few albums, and um, I... I just clicked on his, I said, go to artist. And I went to the artist page and, um, I saw, you know, when you open Spotify, you, if you're not familiar with the app, you click on it, you go to the artist and, um, it shows you, <clears throat> it shows you like their most streamed songs and they're like right up there at the top. So I, um, I clicked on the first song that I saw, which was Ladders. And um, I was struck by how much I liked this song. It was a beautiful song. It's, it's, it was, and obviously now, I'll say it's like haunting. Um, it's a beautiful song. Like, really, I, that's really the only description I can use. It, his flow is fantastic the the song had like strings and it, very different sound to it it starts off slow and then it gets upbeat like um and i really in paying attention to the lyrics i kind of it was weird because i felt bad that it took somebody dying for me to find a song that i really like so i haven't yet i'm going to have some time now obviously on the flight and 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 all that and uh I'm gonna explore his music now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through, I'm gonna listen to that album, the the swimming album. Um, which is I think the last one. It just came out too. 2018, August 2018. It's fucking insane. And and dude just passes away. Um so you know 
it's just I, I'd like to just end this by saying, you know, cherish every day and and you know just it sucks that we have to, you know, cherish people when they pass away. And I know I, I, people have said that before. Um, and it's kind of hard. You can't like get online and post 250 pic. I mean, I guess you could if you really wanted to, but nobody's going to get online and post 250 pictures of every artist they like and actor and everything and show them love every day. You know, it, it, people pass away and then everybody expresses what they felt like that artist gave to them. You know, and you get a lot of haters like, oh, y'all like Mac Miller now because he died. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. People grieve in their own way. What are you supposed to like every single day? Post a, If you're a Mac Miller fan, every single day you just post a picture of Mac Miller just because you like him. You're going to have a long fucking day if that's that's your life because you're going to be have to be posting a lot of pictures of people. So you don't look like a jackass or you don't look like supposedly you don't look like a fronter when someone passes away and you post a picture. I hate that mentality of on people, and uh, I just, again, I just wanted to, I, I don't even know what I wanted to do here, I just kind of wanted to throw that out there, just, um, you know, try to show more love to people when they're here than when they're not here, because it's just, um, it sucks that, that's the same thing that happened with me and Amy Winehouse, I, I thought Amy Winehouse was like a fucking pop, another poppy girl, singer who does pop music and shit and because i heard rehab like once on the radio and i was like oh yeah what is this and i fucking was disgusted and i didn't even i didn't even give an ear to it and she passes away and i heard the song um uh back in black and i was like holy shit who sings this song i was like that's amy winehouse fuck out of here and then i started listening to her album and then i fell in love with her and I just went back and I got all her shit. I got everything she's done. Um and it's it sucks that I had to discover her that way. The same thing is happening now with Mac Miller, but at the at the very least I'm able to appreciate and listen to their art, you know. At least I'm able to get something out of it now or and you know, I I don't know. It, it's just it sucks, but at the same time, it's like, uh, it's educational. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But, for more hilarity and hijinks, tune into the next episode of the Everything Podcast. Um, so I'm going to be out. I'm done. It's it's go- it's past two hours now. I got shit to do. I got to finish packing. I got to make sure I got everything that I need for J1Con. Which is this weekend, by the way, guys. So we'll see you in Atlantic City sometime this weekend. Um, thank you for tuning in. I love you guys all very much. Dream as if you live forever. Live as if you'll die today. I am Luke BX. Peace and love to everybody. I will catch you next time. And I'll see you this weekend at J1Con. <laughs>